so before we jump into this amazing episode with my good friend Luke Anderson, I wanted to let you know about a workshop I am running. It's called Advanced Somatic Techniques for Coaches, Therapists, and Healers. And in this workshop, you're going to learn some body-centered techniques that are really good if you have clients with high anxiety or you have clients who are resistant or they're just talking and talking and it feels like the talking isn't going anywhere. The tools you're going to learn from this workshop are really going to deepen the work you do with your clients and will help your clients get better results. So I would love for you to join me. You can attend live or you can watch the recording afterwards. And I will put all the details in the show notes about how to join the Advanced Somatic Techniques Workshop. Okay, enjoy this Facebook Live with Luke Anderson on taking breaks to increase creativity. Welcome to the Sacred Goals Podcast where you'll learn how to hit your sacred goal by destroying patriarchy and trauma-related neural pathways in your brain. These techniques have helped my clients double their income, finally fall in love, and easily land their dream job. Let's go. This meeting is being live-streamed. Okay, I have a little loading thing, and I guess I can check on my phone if it's working. I think it is. Oh, wow. Looks like we're live. Hello, world. Hello, world. Yeah, and I can even see it on on my phone. Okay. Welcome, everybody. I am super excited to have Luke here with me. Please, if you're watching live, tell us if you can see us both. On... Okay, I have a little loading thing, and I guess I can. Okay, both. yeah, yeah, I can see us both now on my phone. Yay! So, my friend Luke Anderson is here, and we wanted to talk about working towards a sacred goal of yours, but taking breaks along the way. Before we get into that, Luke, why don't you take a moment to just introduce yourself and say hi to everybody, and then we can dive in. We were talking on the phone, and I said, okay, we have to stop talking on the phone because (laughs) you're saying so much genius stuff. We need this to be saved for the live. So we're, we're here, and there were a couple tech obstacles, which is not unfamiliar to me, but we made it. So Luke... Tell everybody who you are <laughs> and yeah. Well, thanks for having me on your uh, your pod, like live pod. Well, we're going to live stream and then it'll go on the podcast as well. So it's a Amazing. double whammy. It's really great to connect after, after quite a long time. Um, I'm looking forward to our, our, uh, our annual Island <laughs> uh, romp uh, when the weather warms up. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, everybody, uh, my name's Luke Anderson. Uh, I go by he, him pronouns. I'm wearing a green shirt today. I've got this bandana type of, I know they're not super COVID, uh, COVID friendly uh, bandana mask. A little scruffy today and my hair I'm thinking is needing a cut. Um, <laughs> white male am I and um yeah I, I I think I wear a number of hats in life um I uh Bryn I was telling Bryn about my my um nurturing harmonica practice over the course of the pandemic and and so I'm an aspiring harmonica virtuoso uh uh and uh, while I'm not playing my harmonica, I hold the role of executive director and um, co-founder of uh, a Canadian charity called Stopgap Foundation. And we're all about raising awareness about the importance of a barrier-free, accessible and inclusive world. And uh, yeah, based out of Toronto, here uh where i'm tuning in from and uh excited to get back into the saddle after a really yeah tough couple of years with the pandemic because a lot of our programming is is in person so mm. um brenda and i know each other through the contact dance community where we were first connected and and i'm deeply missing our our dance community uh, it's just not the same dancing virtually um no so that is me in an in a nutshell mm -hmm. in, in this moment feeling yeah the, that's like more the outer me the inner me right now is is uh digging a, a a lazy um connected with the Bryn bamber saturday afternoon I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in some ways, I think you're such a great person to talk about this topic about working towards a goal and taking breaks along the way, because in part, you know, you've built this charity. That's, you know, I know it's, it's, had its ups and downs and and challenges, but it's a it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing, yeah. It's a real thing that has a real presence in the city of Toronto and in other cities. And uh, you know, it's a it's a huge achievement to have to be a co-founder of such a meaningful and impactful organization. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it has been a, a journey. Um, I guess I can I can go back to the beginning where and it really started, I would say in October of 2002, when my life changed uh, dramatically, um, after sustaining a spinal cord injury, uh, and and just finding myself in a in a very different uh, physical situation, acquiring a, a spinal cord injury and a, and a, a disability that, that now um, sees me 
using a wheelchair to to get around and and so over over time following my injury it, it, there there was this kind of build up of frustration not being able to access space on a on a equal basis equal basis that that um i think blocked me from enjoying the spontaneity and the independence that i that i had prior to my injury and and I, that that frustration was really the the spark that um that that lit the 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 fire that really kind of inspired me to do something about about this issue of of inaccessible spaces because I was sick and tired of complaining and like finding myself in conversations with other people that were also experiencing challenges not being able to access space easily and I was just tired of 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 using my energy and and directing it into a frustrated kind of expression right. instead of um this this kind of light bulb moment where I was like oh yeah I can choose how to work with this energy and and just fucking do something ab about the problem and it was just that's that simple kind of uh choice just just the 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 simple realization uh that I had a choice in the matter and and that was I think the the when the real yeah spark was that that ignited the fire and 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 inspired the work to start by bringing friends and family and 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 volunteers in to to help build some some ramps and get some awareness raised about about these issues that i i believe affect all of us in some capacity now or at some point in our lives maybe just due to the aging natural aging process and and finding well, they impact like they sorry to interrupt but they impact us because there are some people who aren't in in the spaces we love you know mm -hmm. like i think about the impact on me is like i would want to dance with you every week but i mean obviously the pandemic has changed that but even before the pandemic the space we were using to dance contact improv was not accessible yeah. And so yeah. it's like, there's a loss, even as an able-bodied person, there's mm -hmm. a loss of beautiful humans that could, could be with us more often. Yeah. Yeah. A loss of connection and, and I, I think life enrichment, both as an, like individually, but also as a community. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So it, it, it has an effect absolutely directly or indirectly um and and yeah i wanted i wanted to raise awareness about these issues and get people talking about it um and that was yeah that was back in 2011 when i was still working in my engineering job so i worked as a professional structural engineer for 10 years and i started to realize this this real disparity between the work that I was doing with stopgap and the work that I was doing in my my engineering job, um, the engineering job just not being 
super fulfilling and um, realizing that it wasn't really aligning with these values that were known and not known and the not known values that it wasn't connecting to that that job wasn't connecting to was speaking to me in a in a way that I wasn't really able to to translate so there's like these this kind of malaise this this kind of flatness in in my body that was not being communicated up top to the hamsters in the penthouse that I I just yeah I wasn't sure why I was kind of feeling flat and um there there was a moment when uh when I realized that that was an issue and that again I could choose to devote my energy and direct it towards something that was really lighting me up and and that that I I could tell was really making an impact and making making you know my my local world uh, a better place for so many people and and the broader community outside of Toronto communities a better place as well and and it was a pretty straightforward and clear message that I got in 2015 um, when the the organization had had developed some uh, notoriety out there. There was some awareness about about what we were up to, and and it was clear that this was a thing that wasn't going to go anywhere for a while. And sure, there there was a it, there was some risks uh, leaving a a job that had me receiving a pay, a regular paycheck and benefits and all that jazz but it didn't equate there wasn't enough about the perks of the engineering job that that kind of would tip the scale to tell me that following this this really clear and and uh aligned path with stopgap was something i shouldn't do <clears throat> yeah. yeah yeah and you know it's i think it's probably easier to and and correct me if I'm wrong, it's your life, but in some ways it's probably easier to say that now that things have really worked out and this sure. organization has done, had such a big impact and, and been so successful in many ways. But I imagine at the time it was scary because you didn't know how it was gonna go. You didn't know that it was gonna take off and help all the people that it has helped now. Or maybe you did in your heart or something. I, I don't know. I did. I did. I did in my heart, and and there was this 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 kind of inner conviction that this is an important thing that the world needs more of. I knew. I there was an inner knowing um, that that may. I don't know. Maybe it was a subconscious thing that that was getting me up every morning and had me excited to to dive into whatever challenge I, I I was being faced with each day you know there was like this kind of um enlivened uh awakeness that that was very different than than how I was operating bef before making that decision and and so that that was very indicative of 
the the fact that it was the right move. And I remember, I remember in, in first year university, I was, I was hurting. Like I was so, I was so overwhelmed in, in engineering school. It's like just getting rocked. I think mm-hmm. I, <laughs> after the, my first set of midterms, my highest mark was like 54% or something like that. <laughs> and that was, that was really hard pill to swallow because in high school like my marks were really high and I just for whatever reason couldn't figure out the formula and I remember meeting with the dean and it was a it was like a three-minute meeting I sat down at his desk and and I was just like oh my gosh I I don't know what I'm doing I I'm working hard I'm trying to like take in all of university life uh as best I can you know it's not like I'm I'm skipping class and and Mm. not handing in my assignments. I'm studying for exams. I just don't understand what, what's going on. And and his, his response was just keep trying. You'll be fine. And it didn't, yeah, it was, it was, and that was the end of the meeting. It's like, (laughs) that was it. And I was so hungry for more. Like I, I wanted. You're like, give me a study guide or tell me yeah, just give which me... tutor to hire. Exactly. Yeah. Tell and me it, something. Yeah. Exa- yeah, it was. That was it. But it was such a memorable message to hear. And I and I trust there was a trust in this person's advice. It's like he's the dean of of the faculty. So okay, I'll, I'll just, I'll just Mm. keep, I'll just keep trying. And I think, yeah, there's some goodness to that. I also think that we have to save room for uh, tuning into when it's okay to pump the brakes. And I think that this is a great segue into your, your theme today. And that's, it's, knowing when when to stop because if we if we do keep pushing if we do uh um ourselves a disservice by by going against the grain too hard we burn out and and we lose connection to that that real creative potential that that requires us to be well rested and and operating from a place of alignment and passion. Um, and I've certainly experienced what it's like to hit that, hit that, uh, hit that wall. Yeah. And it's not even like the keep trying is wrong. It's like, but maybe you need to take a break before you keep trying sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And if you don't want to do, yeah, if you decide you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. That's a whole nother topic. But what we're talking about here today is when it is your heart's desire, what did you say? Your inner knowing or something, you know, you had this inner knowing. So those Mm -hmm. of you listening or watching, if you have an inner knowing, sometimes it's time, it's, time to keep trying and sometimes it's time to take a break and breaks can be long or short like i think when i think about my life it's like sometimes it's a day and sometimes it's 20 minutes 
-hmm. And, you know, I also, part of my story was I moved to an ashram for two years. And that was kind of a two year break Mm -hmm. from, you know, in some ways that was a two year break. And in some ways I was doing lots of different stuff while I was there. It wasn't like I was only sitting in meditation for two years, but yeah, to, to, I think there's something about that inner knowing, even when it comes to breaks, like to listen when there's a part of you that's saying, stop, pause, Mm -hmm. go for a walk, take a nap, lie down. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just, had this image of of um maybe it could be used as a metaphor for the need to step back so we in maybe i don't i don't bear with me here but when we when we eat you know when we eat a delicious meal we taste it we just enjoy the sensory experience of sitting down to a delicious meal and and once it goes down the hatch we we trust our bodies to you know pull all the thing (laughs) do the thing and and pull all the all the energy out of it um and that that happens that happens off our radar and i'm I'm witnessing in, in my harmonica practice, when I was talking to you, just mm-hmm. like scratching the surface about this, this new kind of insight where I, I recognize in my harmonica practice that there's, there's this period of, of learning, pretty intense learning and new skills developing um, and challenge. And I'll get through a new technical section of a song um, and then I'll put it away. I'll put the I'll put the song away. Maybe move on to another another song, and then and then come back to a piece in the song previous, the previous song that I was I was trying to learn. Maybe a tough section, and it's like I like nailed it, <laughs> no problem. And and it it's confusing and and like really, t- I'm often taken aback because it it happens consistently. And it, it has me thinking about, okay, well, that's cool. What is, what's the, what's happening there that's <laughs> off my, like totally off my radar? How, how have I managed to digest and integrate those, that new skill or that new, you know, ability without, without pushing and without like really putting conscious effort into, into developing those new those new movements or abilities um and and i think that those two examples both you know eating and taking in a new a new musical practice or maybe it's it's like some sort of whatever it might be artistic practice or like sport that some sort of skill that we're learning there is this integration that this digestion um that happens off our radar and I from my experience working with the stuff that I've been doing with stopgap it has been all consuming at times 
<clears throat> and it's been hard to pull back. Mm. It's been hard to, to pull back. There was five years that I, I went without taking a holiday. Uh, and, and I, I had my head pretty deep in the sand and there was this kind of reluctance or hesitation, some anxiety around stepping back and, and kind of leaving my baby unattended. <clears throat> it was really hard to, to stop. It was really hard to stop and trust somebody else with the keys to this, this thing that I, I had created and that I'd had a real stranglehold on. Um, I can't emphasize enough how important it was to hand over the keys and, and, and give someone the opportunity to drive for a while mm -hmm. because it, it just allowed there to be new systems in place to um, understand how, how things work. So pulling it out of my brain and onto paper or into some sort of document that that somebody else can can use and and learn and grow from and and put their own spice on on the on the uh, and add their own spice to the mix of what we're doing um mm -hmm. yeah yeah and just for people who aren't familiar with stopgap I just want to brag about it for a minute here. <laughs> you know, one of the one of the projects is these ramps. There are a lot of places in Toronto and in other cities where there's just one step that makes a storefront inaccessible. And so that's one of the projects is getting the ramps and make it's a really simple solution to make a place that's inaccessible but you don't need a whole elevator you don't need you know a huge change and then there's a lot of educational programs as i understand it about, about yeah. um accessibility and the impacts of that and working with kids in schools exactly yeah so just needed to brag about you Thanks, but thanks. but but I think I think that what you're saying is so spot on and one of the one of my recent realizations is like we live in this industrial we live in this like patriarchy but it's this industrial mm -hmm. there's this industrialism in North America and I think the West in general and this obsession with maybe all around the world I don't know obsession with productivity and this idea that you have to be productive every day <laughs> like it's not even like i wrote a book or i built a charity or i you know did i did amazing work for this company or whatever i ran this event that was amazing mm -hmm. and now i can feel good about myself it's like no it but what about next Monday and next Tuesday? And maybe we let ourselves take Saturday and Sunday off. But some of us are like, well, did I get the chores done? And, you know, there's this obsession 
this productivity that's yeah. in our in the air that I think we're not aware of. It's hard. We are raised in this way. It's hard to see it. And and I imagine, and again, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, part of you working those five years and not taking a break was mm -hmm. that just fitting in with the industrial yeah. culture. Completely, yeah. There was a real culture of of um, reward for time spent on projects, extra time spent on projects. Mm -hmm. So the sixty-hour plus badge of honor, yeah, was was celebrated. And you know, I I saw my colleagues, my coworkers getting getting um, rewarded for basically living living at their desks being there being there after i left and 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 they were still there uh before yeah when it, when i arrived again in the morning and and that yeah that was uh that was that certainly had an impact and it, it sort of formed this this ideation that 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 is right and that is something that i'm to be striving for um so yes yeah there was there is a bit of that at play for sure in those those years of intense kind of building of an organization losing sight of um the other things that are important relationships and uh different pastimes um it was a, a hyper focus on on um this baby of mine yeah yeah. Yeah. And I, I just finished this, I was in this mastermind called the sovereign business mastermind. And it was like, kind of a mind fact. It's like a new paradigm of work and creation and business and helping people. And mm -hmm. we were talking about kind of feminist non-industrial forms of creation. Mm -hmm. And one of the examples was like pregnancy, where you have sex, but you do something, and then mostly you wait. Mostly you just wait and the baby grows and, and is born and it's such a different way of creating something but it's actually how we create and and every species or many species create life mm. and this idea that yeah it's not necessarily sitting at your desk that is going to produce the best ideas or the most creative ideas and i i, I I'm learning more and more as I kind of ease myself into this new way of quote unquote working. It's like, yeah, I really do have most of my best ideas on a walk. But there have been times in my business where I don't let myself go on a walk, you know, mm -hmm. especially at the beginning and before I found these new ideas. It was just like, no, you sit at your computer and that is how you yeah build the business but it's like every time i go on a walk i'm like oh or even 
I was at a event talking to a family friend and they were just asking me how I was doing and I solved a problem that I had been struggling with just by they were saying how is it going and I was saying sometimes you know sometimes my business is going well and sometimes I struggle to figure they're annoying you know I have to pay HST that was the thing I was trying to figure out and uh and I figured it out, like just t telling her about it. <laughs> I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I can just send a check. I'm just going to send it. Fuck all of this online shit. I'm just going to mail. Because I thought the deadline was earlier, but then I realized it was later. But when I was sitting at my computer, it didn't all come together. It was only like talking to this family friend that it was like, bing. And then that was something that you know, if I hadn't come to that realization, it could have taken me another hour trying to figure out how to open a new bank account because they only allow money from like four banks. Anyway, my rant on the yeah. Canadian government tax system. But um, yeah, it's just like, how many times have you solved a problem in the shower or outside or with a friend or doing things that you enjoy mm -hmm. and yeah. starting to realize like, no, me going for a walk is actually a priority. It's not a luxury. It's not a thing to add in when I can. It's like a daily necessity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've been getting more and more tuned into this this kind of fog that that I can find myself in after a few hours of screen time where I haven't I've just yeah. sort of sunk myself into a task and it's been consuming and I pop out and and it wasn't totally on my radar as nearly as much as it is now. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe just because I've been very intensely uh, working on the screen where, where it's like, holy crap, this is, this doesn't, this is weird and this doesn't feel good. What the heck is this all about? So consecutive days of bumping in and bumping up against this, this kind of fogginess and, and realizing that it, it's due, it's due to, uh, it's due to these long periods of screen time. It's at, at those moments where it's so important to have to have a break. And yeah, whether whether that that's simply just lifting your head up and and gazing on a uh, a, a distant surface for for a little bit before before coming back at it, it could be that simple. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. There's a Buddhist practice that's called look at the sky. A spiritual practice where you just you can go outside or you can look out the window and just look at the sky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I've been thanks for sharing that. It, it just reminds me of some contemplating that that I've been doing around uh, the 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 beauty of just of just 
showing up of just like waking up and recognizing that there is already enough work going on <laughs> in in that moment that my body and all of its however many cells are kicking kicking ass and making making things happen like that that kind of zoom out zoom in or zoom in i guess refocus or perspective altering perspective kind of uh widening um understanding that that there's all these processes going on millions mm -hmm. trillions of processes going on that just make being in that moment enough mm -hmm. yeah 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 it's like however you can grab onto gratitude right like whatever works for you and like you know i i even recently have been like well when my brain wants me to feel sorry for myself which you know my brain offers that to me every day basically mm -hmm. <laughs> but to just think about to, that we live in this moment in a country that is in a relative state of peace and that we live in a country where women are allowed to work and allowed to build businesses and you know just like yeah there are places in the world where that's not an option mm -hmm. right now and what a gift that for, to me that i get to take a stab at it and yeah and just feeling that you know even when things quote unquote go wrong or don't go the way I want them to, that it's like, but I get to try, you know, a couple generations ago, I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. A couple generations ago, I'd have to be like a teacher or a maid or something, you know, mm -hmm. or even today, present day in certain countries. Yeah. I would have to be a housewife or something along those lines. And so to just, and whatever, you know, if you're listening, whatever resonates with you and whatever you can grab onto, because I think you want the thing that makes you feel the gratitude in your body, not the thing that sounds nice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like, for me, I'm such a tactile person. So it's like hot water. <laughs> so grateful for hot water. Yeah, I'm I'm totally on board the hot water train. <laughs> yeah, but maybe and, if you're more of a visual person, it's, you know, the, mm -hmm. there are museums in your city or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that. And I think it's important to insert the 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 um i guess awareness that there are some practices that that aren't comfortable for 
for many people that can be the, those somatic practices or um, uh, mindfulness practices that can be re-traumatizing for those that have experienced degrees of, of trauma. And, and the invitation to practice what, this kind of goes along the lines of what you were just talking about. Um, practice what, what you love and trust that by devoting or channeling or directing your practice to what really lights you up will inevitably lead to healing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kept prescribing to my clients 30 days of selfishness. Do one thing that's selfish every day. Mm -hmm. Because I find that even self-care has become weaponized at times, not always, but it, at times it's like people beating themselves up about not having a great morning. I need a morning routine. I need a nighttime routine. I need to do yoga every day. I need to, I ate McDonald's. I'm a horrible person. Like, and so it's like, like, what if you just did one thing that was selfish every day? And it's so, why, like, it so speaks to how broken parts of the culture are because people would come, my clients would come back to me and say, Bryn, Bryn, I've been so selfish. You're going to be so proud. I went to Costco without my kids. Or I kept the babysitter, even though our Christmas party got canceled. Mm -hmm. Or, um, yeah, I ordered in takeout because I didn't, I was too tired to cook. And so, it, it, you know, like, it's like, <laughs> I think there's, for folks socialized as women, and I think there's probably other groups too, that it's just like, you know, even if you have trauma sometimes, if you have this people-pleasing uh, bent <laughs> from your history in some way, it's like selfishness is not... <laughs> Most of the things people told me, it was like, I would not consider that selfish, but I'm super glad you did it, and I'm super glad I gave you the homework yeah. of being selfish because it had you. Oh, yeah. I took a shower, like those types of things where it's like, it is, I think if you have a people pleasing or perfectionist bent, it's like selfishness gets you to the true self care. It's like a shortcut mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. opposed to beating yourself up for not doing an hour of yoga. Yeah. That rigidity. Right. That's yeah. That was coming in up in our kind of phone call before the live the yeah. rigidness yeah that that rigidity can be super detrimental i think well is is detrimental we see that we see that in nature where we're really kind of well we we see how how flexibility can show us resiliency where where trees are able to withstand wind and um bounce back so yeah and hard hardwood versus softwood like uh in canada all of our trees are hardwood 
so they're more likely to break, but um, palm trees are alive all the way through, you know, in, in like maple trees or whatever, they have the core that's dead and it's the outer ring that's alive. But palm trees can be literally blown to the ground in a hurricane. Mm. And then in time, they just stand back up because it's all, it's all alive, it's all flexible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I can certainly relate to, to how flexibility and stiffness and rigidity work in certain ways in, in, in a structural engineering perspective. So, so there's structures that if they were rigid during, during an earthquake, crumble. Right. So building in flexibility or, or systems that allow for movement become resilient and, and are able to absorb uh, an earthquake. Um, so they're just like really great metaphors that describe the importance of softness and flexibility and how, how rigidity can be catastrophic in certain situations. Yeah, and then I think one of the unexpected things, like if you are working towards a goal, is that when you take breaks and you take incredibly good care of yourself or the best care you can, it, you don't want to get perfectionistic about that even, but how, like for me, in my business right now, my edge, the thing that's hard, one of the things that's hard for me is pitching myself to be on other people's podcasts. It's like a risk that I'm taking and I'm trying to do so many pitches a week so that, you know, cause not everyone's gonna say yes and not everyone's gonna see it. And, um, but how, if I take a break right before it gives me the fuel to do it, to do the hard thing that is gonna, you know, I'm passionate about getting this healing message, however you wanna characterize my message, out to as many people as possible. And that's one of the ways that can move the needle and it would feel safer to write a post that I post on my own social media. Mm -hmm. To spend the time doing that, that would feel safer. And I still do that, obviously, but the thing that doesn't feel safe to me, and, and at one point that was the edge, right? Like when I started posting, it was an edge to post and now it's been years and it feels easy. But when I take the break, I can do the hard thing that actually expands my reach in this exponential kind of way. And, you know, it's like I um, interviewed this week a feminist time coach. And one of the things she teaches is that like, things don't take time. Time is not the ingredient, even something like grief. If you just suppress it and suppress it and then suppress it, it doesn't go away. It doesn't take time. It's taking a moment to feel the feelings that 
allows the grief to move through and, and, you know, building a business doesn't take time because we see that we see some businesses growing very quickly and others growing very slowly. And, but it is, you know, it is sometimes doing that hard edge learning edge thing. But it's this like amazing result that you take more breaks, you feel better, you do the hard, hard thing. And it's actually easier to grow your business if that's your goal. But I think this applies to whatever your goal is it's slightly different. Mm-hmm. What the edge thing is like for you, maybe it's performing harmonica. <laughs> like on a live or you know maybe that i i don't know what it is for you with that goal but there's the thing that's that's harder but that's going to really move the needle and when you take breaks then you have energy to do that thing or you could spend 40 hours a week doing things that don't move the needle and feeling exhausted. Yeah. But not making that impact, making that growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think a big, a big aspect of entrepreneurship is, is, is the learning journey for someone who is starting, uh, starting on their, on their path to growing a business. There's a lot of, of intake there's a lot of stuff coming in. There's opportunities, there's, there's um, knowledge gained, there's research that, that um, is required to align yourself with, with what's right. And that, that's all part of, the, part of the journey. But if there isn't this period of, of retain, retaining, which is the digestion period, the kind of stopping and um, allowing there to be this integration of, of the knowledge, of the, the experience, of the connections made, this, this real like retain period um, before, before releasing it either into a new um, way of of working a new a new system a new practice a new um a new offering uh or 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 even perhaps a uh a release of like what you're modeling um your your yeah you're you're sharing your experience you're gifting your clients and your community um the the knowledge that you've that you've gained on your journey this this real like movement from that retain period to a release where where you have fully reached the 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 place along the along the trajectory of growth where you're able to share it with other people so the three R's receiving, retaining, and releasing, mm-hmm. I think, are are such a such an integral part of 
um, the the entrepreneurial the the personal growth mm -hmm. trajectory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then the other like metaphor from nature is like that our muscles grow on the rest day. Yeah, like, not on the day that you lift weights or do whatever kind of exercise you do. Our muscles get stronger when you're not after when you're not lifting the weights or doing the exercise. And so it's like literally resting is an essential ingredient. Yeah, totally. Yeah, provided they're fed with the right ingredients. So sustenance right. being one of them and rest. Yeah. Right, yeah, you have to eat mm -hmm. healthy-ish food. Healthy-ish food, yeah, whatever whatever the body is needing um that look that might look different for for everybody for anybody and um but yeah rest rest and sustenance is 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 part of the part of the formula yeah but it's such a, it is such a good met, metaphor like what are the healthiest foods that are going to fuel you towards your sacred goal whatever it is yeah you know, is it time with friends? Is it book, amazing books? Is it being creative? Is it, yeah, rest? Is it time alone? Is it, yeah, what, what's that healthiest food that will feed, feed, feed the muscles that you're growing that are going to take you towards your goal? We are such geniuses, Luke. Solved it all, right there. We solved it all. I love, um, I love our off-camera conversations and our on-camera conversations. This kind of felt like an off-camera conversation. It does. I'm not. If anyone's watching the live and commenting, we love you. I'm not looking at. I can't. I'm on Zoom. I can't see any of the comments. So hi and thanks for watching. Yeah. And I say that I say that because some of my 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 favorite uh, podcasts that I listen to have that that kind of quality, right? Yeah, natural, comfortable conversational flow. Yeah. Well, do you do you want to promote Stopgap, or is there anything else? Is there anywhere you want to send people or? Yeah, for sure. Thanks for the offer to, uh, to plug Stopgap a little bit. I, uh, yeah, hop on the website to scope out what we're up to. Uh, there's, there's some great content on there that, um, that I, I'm, I'm, I'm knowing you'll, you'll, en you'll enjoy. So it's stopgap.ca. Um, look out for, ramps in a in a in a town in the community near you um if you're if you're living in in canada we've got uh, over over 2000 of those beauties in in uh, over 60 communities all over canada so so yeah hop on the website uh and, and just help us out by by sharing um sharing the message so tune into 
our social channels uh, that that will be coming more alive in the coming months as we uh, ramp up our operations. Get Good a lot of mileage out of that. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and if if anyone's on Luke's side and you want to connect with me, um, I have a podcast, the Trauma Informed Witch Podcast that this audio will go on. And my new favorite place on the internet is the Trauma Informed Witchcraft Facebook group. So if you want hashtag deep conversations only, no small talk, that is the place where March in March we talked about the topic was sex. So all things, we talked about all things sex in the group. And in April, the topic is going to be sacred goals. So if you're interested in that, definitely check it out. Well, thank you, friend, for being here. Thanks for, thanks for having me. And yeah, thanks for diving in to this uh, covered a lot of ground and uh, yeah, really, really important to share all of our trials and tribulations and, and magic that works, works for us. And uh, certainly reach out anyone tuning in um, directly to luke at stopgap.ca. More than happy to uh, continue the conversation in some, some, some shape or form if there's anything that's kind of piqued your interest, whether it be personal growth oriented or entrepreneurial um, uh, uh, minded, be in touch. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Stopgap's amazing. And they have videos and all different kinds of stuff. Where, and if you want to learn about accessibility, it's a great starting point yeah. for that kind of learning. Yeah, if there's anyone um, involved in, in um, uh, roles uh, in the corporate world, we've got our corporate team building mm -hmm. programming coming back online too, which is super fun afternoon of, 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 of learning that supports uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion work that may be going on in, in, in your organization already. Uh, and helps uh, volunteer staff uh, help help us immensely with our our ramp ramp painting needs. So be in touch. How fun! That's so cool. Yeah. Yay! Okay. Well, I'm gonna let you go, my friend, and we will go for a walk or do our island trip. It's coming. As soon as. The weather <laughs> turns for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right on. Yeah. Thanks again okay. for having me. Okay. okay bye, everybody. Bye, bye everyone. Bye. If you resonated with this episode, I want to offer you a free private one hour consultation with me. Through doing the deep inner work, my clients have been able to do things like quit the job they hate and land a job they love, or get their first paying clients in their dream business, 
And if they're a little bit further down the road, double their revenue. They've been able to fall in love and go to bed each night feeling satisfied and accomplished. In the consultation, we'll talk about what your dream looks like, what's getting in the way, and whether working together can help. Email me at brin at brinbamber.com to book.